broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Live. Hope you guys like the new intro. Um, we finally fixed the YouTube problem. Yes. So uh, that's great. How are you, Dave? How's it going, man? Doing fantastic. How are you doing, Derek? I'm doing really well, guys. Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind episode 23. This is the long-awaited Money in the Bank retrospective that we we're supposed to do last week, but all the news happened, so we couldn't. But uh, hope everyone is doing well. And uh, yeah, Dave, we have a lot to talk about this week. We absolutely do. And if you guys are following us on YouTube, Twitch, all that good stuff, make sure you subscribe, like, hit the bell, get us in the algorithm. Exactly. That's exactly. all we ask. That's what. That's all, all we, we want. Ask. That's all we want. Live shows are are really getting there. Anyway, we're trying to improve the content all the time. So uh, the best way you can be notified of when we go live is actually just you know subscribing. You get notifications. It's it's as simple as that. Uh, again, right off the bat, I want to plug our other podcast from the dark, which is on the channel now. It's Conspiracy City, so if anyone's into that kind of thing, check it out. It's a lot of fun. Um, really enjoyed it. But thanks to that, all the kinks were worked out. So now the chat works, the live show works, all that stuff. So you know, we finally got there. It only took like what two months of, of messing with it to figure it out. <laughs> But, you know, I think that's the cool thing. You guys are here on the ground with us, and you get to see us rise from the kinks to what will one day, who knows. Exactly, exactly. So we appreciate everyone's patience while we're going to work it out. But, uh, again, if you listen to this on Phoenix 92.5 FM, literally nothing has changed. Everything's exactly the same. And you're wondering, <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, you should be going over to Nerd to Know Media at YouTube.com or Nerd to Know Media.com in general and subscribing to all the shows because we have so much content dave it's ridiculous like i was going through it today and we have a retrospective piece uh, about gladiatorial combat and ancient rome which is going up during the week which i did in 2012 2014 i think 2012 uh it was 2012 2012 when i was in rome and there's a piece about bad wrestling video games going up for 2014 Super fun um, for anyone who is interested, and you should be. So, Dave, look, before we get into this, we need to talk about the Becky Lynch situation and what happened there. Because Money in the Bank is important, and it's huge, but this week's Money in the Bank, or this year's Money in the Bank, in the female sense anyway, um, wasn't for what we thought it was for. It wasn't for a contract. It was actually for the belt itself, because the man impregnated Seth, uh, Seth Rollins. 
And now, that's what... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it works. That's exactly how it works. My understanding of it. Uh, now, uh, Becky Lynch has forfeited the title. This is not a storyline, which, you know, it's not a storyline, which you think it is, and Greg McNeish says everything's a work. I don't think this was a work. Um, you know, there were some people saying that Oscar should have spit... Well, CM Punk said it, actually. Oscar should have spit mist into her eyes during that, which would have been cool, but also would have been like, the woman's pregnant. Like, you should probably, probably not do spots when you're pregnant. But according to this, right, she she did a test around WrestleMania, and it was negative, and turns out the test was just faulty, and she did a better test, and yeah, she was pregnant. So she could have been wrestling the whole time pregnant, which is really worrying at the same time. Yeah, but... Oh, man, I guess real life is having to come into our like fun fantasy world for a second here, where we have to deal with an actual issue. Yeah, um, like a, a, a real a real world um, situation, which you know, I, I never thought we 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 would be addressing this. To be honest, on air, but uh, yeah, like it just kind of came out of nowhere. And at first, I, and I'll be honest with you, the first time I, I when this happened because I was watching Raw live last week. And um, I had heard that she had got it. There was lots of rumors going around that she was going to play Angelica in the Marvel movies. Um, oh, for anyone who doesn't know, oh, I, I thought that the Rugrats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, yeah, I thought you were going to talk about the Rugrats. Okay. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know Angelica would have that accent, but fair enough. Okay, so I should say uh, Angelica is a character from the Spawn universe, from Image, that was ported over to the Marvel universe, and she is now the sister of Thor. So, and, you know, I only know that because, one, I'm a geek, and two, I have a first appearance, uh, like, <laughs> ever, um, in very good condition. So, but basically, right, uh, that was the rumour for, like, a couple of weeks, that she had got a role in the Marvel Universe, she's going to be taking time off, etc., etc. So when she came out, I'm like, okay, okay, this is kind of weird that she's doing this right now, you know, t- but anyway, it makes sense. And then I was on Twitter and some guy was like, oh, it's the green card. I'm like, Oscar's also in the ring. It doesn't make any sense. What's she talking about? And then she dropped the the bombshell that, yeah, she's pregnant and she's going to have to take some time off. So, yeah, like, color me surprised. This whole thing was bizarre. And um, Oscar came out. She gave, she gave her the belt. And, yeah, I have to say one of the most, um, one of the most touching segments in wrestling. You know, I think anyone, even if you're not a wrestling fan, would be in, would be, you know, your heartstrings would be tugged watching this because it was very emotive. Apparently nobody knew backstage either, so all of that was legit, and I would tend to believe that. Uh, I hope Seth knew. That'd be quite the shocker. I, there's mixed opinions. Some people are saying he didn't know, and I'm like, you think she would have told him, like, hey, I'm going to go out so. to the whole world and be like, yeah, but, you know, he, to be fair, he, he played it up as the heel the entire night. You know, uh, he was still healing it up. But uh, yeah, this is like wrestling and real reality kind of fusing together because I don't even think on screen they were still portrayed. I know they had a, an angle where they were like an on-screen couple, but I don't think that was still like a thing that was talked about. I think it was just kind of like, oh yeah, they went off their separate ways and all that. But no, this really broke, really broke kayfabe, but also really kind of just broke everything. The show felt really weird because it's like, on one hand, you have this very real situation. And on the other hand, you have Seth Rollins just being a heel, and you're like, which is it? <laughs> what are you, you know? Um, but it was still a very good segment from Becky, and, you know, it was... 
something I won't soon forget I'll tell you that much uh, from watching wrestling it was a, a kind of cherry on top of this really weird um, year we're having you know where the, the biggest star in the company has to leave because she's pregnant you know it's like we've been talking about during this entire no crowd era literally anything can happen oh yeah like anything anything like literally and we don't even know you know and look what I did say to you um, you know when we I wouldn't mind the worst thing about doing the show on a Monday night is it happens just before Raw <laughs> you know and then it goes out and it's like heck we, we missed it you know um, one thing I did say last week that Oscar's probably going to be involved with this get her belt back get her win back against Becky and yeah that happened kinda so I wasn't wrong so where does this rank on the <laughs> list of cash-ins? Well, I wouldn't even say this was a cash-in. This was more just like... I don't know. Was this a cash-in? Because there was no belt to cash-in with. Well, I mean, it was a handicap match, technically. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, if that kid doesn't go into wrestling, there's something seriously wrong. Because, like, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch? Like, come on. Like... That kid has to go into wrestling. There's nothing serious. There's not. There's nothing. Uh, nothing. Um, sure. Also, one thing about Oscar. Actually, now she's like probably the highest rated wrestling uh, female performer ever. Her, her her track record in WWE is like better than most Hall of Famers. She's won everything. 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 All the tag belts. Uh, the women's title. NXT. The Royal Rumble. Money in the Bank. It's like, come on, like, what is there left for her to actually do? Nothing. She has bested pretty much everybody in that company and nobody's making a big deal out of it. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, it well, actually I love is crazy. it because people always try and give the whole perspective of, oh, the WWE only likes, you know, white wrestlers, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think Asuka's a great example of how that's certainly not the case. They've pushed her to the moon and back. Well, look, that's, you well, know, look, more Triple H or whatever, but well, here's, you know here's, what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, you know, but also, like, in that ring... There was Becky Lynch and Oscar. Neither one of those are American. Neither one of those would be white right. as such. Right. So it's yeah, like, Becky Lynch is orange, actually. Well, yeah, well, like you know, she's Irish, and that really <laughs> doesn't count. Like we can't even see the sun or we die. So it's like that's you know, it's it's just with the sun is a myth in this country. So um, yeah, I would really it, it kind of puts it's true. It's true. you know, it really. No, is. I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. Um. But, um, yeah, it, it, that kind of just puts that whole thing to bed. Like, it's like, I'm sorry, like, come on. Like, come on. You know, it just doesn't make puts any it sense. Puts it to bed. That's your word choice? I want to say other things, but I am aware that this is going out on FM radio and I don't want to swear. Yeah, so yeah. So it's very hard. It's very hard yeah. not to swear at certain times like that. Mm-hmm. That, that, yep. that, um, that argument just drives me up the wall because it's absolute bullplop. It, it, it just is. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Just is, um, but yeah, fair play to Oscar, fair play to Becky. I'm actually, to be fair, one on one hand, I was like, oh, I'm actually really sad because I really like Becky Lynch, but also I'm like, oh, I'm really happy for her because, you know, obviously. So it was weird, you know, it was it was a very weird scenario. So hopefully, you know, she'll come back. She probably will, um, but you know, she might she might not because like, Eve Torres just disappeared, and then she ended up marrying one of the Gracies, and now she does Gracie Jiu Jitsu videos. So I'm like, okay. I know, they're so cool. So cool. I think it's worth mentioning that uh, at the time that she relinquished her belt, she was one day short of 400 days as champion. Right. At 399 days, it made her the longest reign for the Raw Women's Championship in history of the WWE for Becky Lynch. So uh, kudos to her there. Like, she was like, she is probably, 
Well, I face of the company. Literally, you know, the most overstar in the company, and it's just like, on one hand, you have to be like, well, it sucks, but also it's like, this is awesome for you as well. You know, it's some of the people we're going to talk about on this list, one in particular who got a really raw deal, um, weren't so lucky, you know, so I, I wish the best to Becky. I hope she comes back. Obviously, I'm a huge fan. It's great for us um, in Ireland in general to have such a great performer like that there, but shocking, man. I honestly... I the last thing anyone was expecting and I hope Stet was was told because that's really harsh but also kind of funny at the same time if he wasn't it's like what <laughs> I found out on TV um, I, have a, I have a question for you I mean what shoot. was that moment like you had both the uh, you had both Drew McIntyre and Becky Lynch as champions at the same time I mean yeah. I know Scotland's not Ireland so ah, yeah, sorry no. Phoenix FM you, but you know what I meant <laughs> No, no, to, no, to be fair, like, Drew's was over here a lot. Like, Ian, Ian was involved in a lot of the wrestling here, you know? So he would know both of them, uh, and Finn and stuff like that. Finn, I think, trained them. Um, so a lot of the guys here would have a lot of crossover, uh, and Drew McIntyre would be one of them. So, yeah, like, it's, it's awesome that he's the champion. We loved it, and, you know, it, they're not, Ireland and Scotland aren't the same, but... They're not different, if that makes sense. They're very a lot of crossover. So once anyone from Scotland and Wales, and it wins, everyone in Ireland is like, oh yeah. Anyone from England, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Finn also you know. changed. Uh, changed. I hope he didn't change her. Uh, Finn also trained Becky. Yeah, so. he did. But Finn trained everybody in Ireland. Yeah. Basically, yeah. He was just that's like yeah, and you know um, that's something that we should actually bring in on the show to talk about. But yeah. Finn trained everybody really in Ireland that was just what he did you know uh, before he got the call up and went to well after he came back from Japan um, so yeah it was kind of everybody just knows him you know and that's why it was such a big deal when he jumped over but nobody expected the, the success that Becky Lynch had that was just absolutely off the charts like, nobody was was expecting that at all particularly when you see the progression so it, it, it's just it's funny and when people start going this is another thing going about that narrative where people are like oh the only like you know, uh, white guys. It's like, well, no, <laughs> not anymore. Maybe, maybe in the past, definitely in the past. Um, sure. Maybe you under Vince. You know, he did have a, a a specific guy and a specific look, but in the past ten, what, at least five years, that's just not true. Demonstrably not true. Absolutely not true. It's just it's nonsense. It's pure utter bullplop. Um, but yeah, that's that's what people. You know, people like this. Pick a narrative and stick to it, and get their point across. Yeah, look, and regardless I, I, of what the facts are, you know what I mean. Yeah, look, and I'm all for narrative. Narratives are fun, but at least have the narrative to make sense. You know, and, and this just in this day and age just does not make sense. Like Becky still would have been champion. She probably would have been champion through SummerSlam, and if not to WrestleMania, and then probably dropped it. But you know, now she'll come, she'll go off, she'll have her kid, come back, and then things will be like normal. But um, it's just a weird time, man, because they lost their biggest star. And the worst thing about this is, I used it again, forgive me, I'm not saying worst. You know what I mean? Worst thing for WWE from a business standpoint. There's no, like, there's no baby face to, to, to take over from her. <laughs> you know? Um, there's nobody who can really take over from Becky Lynch here. Like, Asuka's kind of a face now because, by proxy, but it's like, it just doesn't really, you know, they're kind of screwed. You know, what are they going to do? I, I I don't know. I think the fact that they have so much freedom with 
I mean, they do have a huge roster, so I think there's people that can come up. And if you have Asuka as a face, then you just fill it with heels. In the meantime, I guess I will say, when watching this year's Money in the Bank, Asuka well and far outperformed every other female talent yeah. in that match. Well, uh, look, and she was the favorite of everybody I've talked to. Look, everybody said she was their favorite. Asuka is probably one of the best female wrestlers in the world, if not one of the best wrestlers in the world, period. So it's just... It just is what it is, you know. It's she can do the face thing. Uh, Maria Ripley would have been a good shout to do it, but she is kind of recovering from that loss to Charlotte. Charlotte is in NXT, you know. It, they, they could do worse than Oscar, but it's a very weak, it's a very weak uh, presentation, in my opinion, to only have yourself locked in this way. And maybe they might learn in the future, you know. Like there, this is this is the equivalent to getting injured because it's kind of are, um, and it's like. They didn't plan for it, and we've seen this before happening with the male wrestlers, where they go down with an injury, and then bang, you have nobody. You know, so I think it just proves, just goes to prove now that we're past the point of female wrestlers being a side attraction, and they actually oh, need yeah. to be really taught. Okay, cool, they're up to the main roster, but what's the problems with that? And one of the problems is if they get injured or pregnant. Um, that's such a weird sentence. Injured or pregnant? Yeah, no, out of context. Out of Someone's context. Be like, yeah, this showdown. Yeah, they're gonna, it's misogynist it's, from it's Ireland. Just, oh, how dare they burn everything? But in context, this makes sense, right? What are they going to do? Well, you need to have. This is why you need to have your list of baby faces, your list of heels, and actually build them up. You know, like it's a shame because Bailey would be great for this, but Bailey's off being one of the best heels there. So it's like, oh, oh she's, so good. she's great, and it's just like, what do you do? Who do you who do you put into that spot? And I think, you know, while Oscar is a good show. A lot of the women are just better as heels. Yeah, if we're purely speculating right here, do you think that there's pressure on the female performers not to get pregnant? Um, I would say it's the similar as anything else. You know, it's a it's a career it's a choice that most women probably have to make anyway. You know, do you go for the career, do you go for the family and it just is right. what it is, right? And it's 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 uh, obviously their prerogative. But I would say in you know, in this case, there probably was. Like, I know Becky, she was saying she never thought it would happen. Uh, but she definitely probably didn't think it would happen, you know, now, during the biggest run of her career. But, like, it's just, it is what it is, I suppose. You know, it's it's that choice. And um, I wouldn't say there's pressure for them not to, because, you know, that's monstrous. Um, it is monstrous. That's but monstrous. This is the WWE we're talking about. That is that's true. I'm just, we're that, purely speculating. I'm we, not, are, I'm just... we are. But I would say, you know, Stephanie is there and Triple H is there and they're not uh, Triple H is no monster so it's like I would say I would say not are you sure about that yeah I am yeah um, <laughs> that's why I didn't say Vince because I'm like yeah probably he's, he's kind of nuts so um, but yeah I, I would say you know there is some kind of allowances for this and this is just kind of something that's going to have to be made allowance for it's going to have to be the way that it is you know people want to have families and at the end of the day this is a job it's a job, and it's like anyone, any other job. You know, you know, you, you can't just be like, "Oh, how dare you!" One, that's horrific, and two, it's their choice, and people can do whatever they want with their body, right? So, yeah, I think the only thing that makes it a little bit more complicated is because it's wrestling, because it's technically they're independent contractors. Mm. Uh, does I don't know how WWE handles this. Does she not get income during the time that she's out because she's not working? I wouldn't say so. She might get her downside. She'll get royalties for sure, right? She, and yeah, the downside, she, but she's she going to miss out on. Yeah, I, I, what I would say is, you know, I would say they probably judge this like injury. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're injured, you're obviously getting your downside probably in your royalties, and that's probably it. But you have Seth Rollins, 
who's making millions. So I think she'll be good. <laughs> I think I think they'll be good, but she probably is getting her downside, and that's you know probably more than what most people make anyway. So what? Give it eleven months, a year. She'll be back this time next year. And so. when she comes back, it'll she'll come back to you know a crowd. Oh yeah, which will have even more of an impact. So, and that you know that's one of the things I noticed. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. That's one of the things I noticed when I was looking into the Money in the Bank matches. I went back and I watched the first ever Money in the Bank match that happened at WrestleMania in 2005. Mm. Chris Jericho, of course, being the guy that came up with it. Mm. And I have to take back a comment I made last week about how I thought it was the best Money in the Bank match I've ever seen. No. Not I mean, the cinematography is awesome, but when you take the crowd out of it, mm. oh my gosh, that it just it's not the same. No. Watching cash-ins, getting that fan reaction, it's, it's, it's really not. I think sometimes I try my best to put a positive spin on things instead of just saying, yeah, I'm sorry. I know it could be better, but we're trying the best we can. Yeah, like, and that's all you can do. Like As I said, the great thing of this show is it's it's all opinion. Like we're not sitting here as wrestling journalists, we're sitting here as fans. No. Um, you know, and that's why we get to kind of go back and have a look at these out of like in context with us out of context with some perspective. Because right. well, we both we both covered these events probably at the time. Um and it's like yeah, it's a lot more fun now to go back and watch them without covering a show or all that other garbage that we had to do. Um, no, absolutely, and that's know, I, what makes us the only wrestling podcast hosted by fans that don't hate wrestling. Exactly, because we get to enjoy it and look back. Yeah. But uh, one thing I do have to say, like when I was watching these, that video you posted was great uh, on our YouTube page. If you guys haven't seen it, go over to the Pro Wrestling Rewind, not the Pro Wrestling Rewind, sorry, uh, the Wrestling Rewind Facebook page, uh, and you'll get to see it there. Um, yeah, and on that note, just before we jump, um, guys, one of the best ways that you can stay in contact with us during this crazy era of deplatforming, if who knows what could happen? Make sure you are going to Nerd to Know Media. Mm. You can get links to all the different Facebook pages that we have. Each of our shows has their own, and then they all filter then into the bigger Nerd to Know Media Facebook page. So yeah. there will always be a way for you to get in touch with us, in contact with us. If you can't find us on YouTube because something happens at some point, there will be a way for you to still find the show. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's it. You know, it, uh, there is a contingency setup. If that happens, thankfully it hasn't. Hopefully it won't. But yeah, Nerd to Know Media is the best place to reach us um, directly um, all the time. Nerd to Know Media at gmail.com is also the overall email address um, to reach us. But um, I will have to say, before we get into these co- these rundowns, I, I love the video. It brought back a lot of memories for me. I had, like, uh, so many. It was actually ridiculous. I didn't... Uh, a few that I remember, particularly for different reasons. One, when Edge cashed in on The Undertaker, I remember going into college and Gary texted me he goes, did you hear what just happened? And this was text message. This was on Facebook. So right. it was actually literally a text message. And I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Um, I remember Edge cashing in on John Cena. I was, I was doing some homework in sixth year, well, fifth year, fifth or sixth year, fifth year, uh, which was like the year before you, you finished school. And um, I remember watching New Year's Revolution because you'd have to record it and then watch it when he came back from school. That's how we had to do it, Dave. It was it was fun. Uh, literally on a VHS tape. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yes, literally on a VHS A big stack of VHS tapes. And you're like, oh, I'm sitting there all day. Please no one tell me the results. You stick it in and then you watch it. So I remember watching it and it happened going, oh, wow, this is this is crazy. John Cena won. I remember being bummed by that because I hate John Cena. Um, I know you. you. I know, no, 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 no. There's a reason. 
I'll, I'll tell you the reason if you don't know it. But there is a good reason. I have a good I mean, reason. bring it. Let's just bring it. What's the All reason, right. Derek? The reason why I hate John Cena is because my first WWE house show, Triple H, was going against John Cena for the title. There's the bias, guys. I just want you to note the bias. Right there, <laughs> right you there. have a guy who is yeah. beloved to Triple H, and he's about to tell us why Triple H made him hate John Cena. Okay, please continue no, with John's, your non-biased reason. I fully say it's biased. There's, there's, no, there's <laughs> no denying that it's biased. But no, the reason why is because John Cena beat Triple H, and I want the Triple H to win. And I was just like, oh, God damn it, I hate you so much. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. It's so daring of you. Yeah, I know, I know. What can I say? If I hadn't been anyone else, I would have been like, all right, whatever. Um, and to be fair, I did actually like John Cena. I, get, I liked John Cena in hindsight, because remember, I wasn't watching wrestling from 2003 to 2005, 2006. So yeah, that's I, why you like Triple H. <laughs> yeah, because I, mi- I, I, I missed all of it. You know, I, I only have good <laughs> memories. Um, <laughs> it was not a fun time if you liked any wrestler other than Triple H to watch wrestling. But then wrestling. I would have liked it anyway. You know, it was fine. Uh, you it, wouldn't. It you wouldn't. Win. But, um, yeah. You think, I, you think John Cena holds people down? Good lord. Well, fair. But, you know, Triple H should have all the belts all the time. Still. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, he should come out like Ultimo Dragonwood in WCW. All the belts. With, like, 15 belts around him. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. When he won, when he won, he had that last run. Um, before the Royal Rumble I loved it I was like this is great why can't we have this all the time um, <laughs> you know, so it's just like it's fine Triple H can do no wrong literally in my book um, and that's just the way it is It's that's my bias but yeah that's why I hate John Cena because he took that from me <laughs> I think that's hilarious but anyway I rem- <laughs> it's true but uh, while I was watching this I remember being sad because John Cena was a champion I was like oh my god god damn it and then Edge came out and won. I was like, wait, Vince McMahon's coming out. This is weird. I've never seen this before. And he catched in and you're like, oh, this is a thing that can happen now. Holy cow. Uh, and just yeah, changed the whole dynamic. Yeah, we didn't really know how the cash-ins were going to work at that point. We knew they could cash in, but the fact that they were going to cash in when somebody was actually down and out. And I think we'll get into this, but we saw the evolution of... Here's your Triple H pun, I guess. We saw the evolution of the way that people cashed in money in the bank because it wasn't always consistent in terms of how referees reacted in terms of all that but the very first time which is what uh derek is talking about vince mcmahon himself came out with edge and announced that you know the money in the bank is being cashed in and what bigger stamp of approval can you get than the boss walking out with you so you know this is legitimate well i think at the time there was that belief that he was going to cash it in at WrestleMania because he'd held yes. on to it from WrestleMania to WrestleMania and it was only at WrestleMania as well that it wasn't its own pay-per-view at the time so right. like it, it was two months away from WrestleMania um, and it was it was a kind of New Year's Revolution was like a throwaway pay-per-view anyway it was a weird pay-per-view to have because it, it was like just before the Rumble and nobody really cared um, and yeah when this was happening it was like okay I guess you can cash in anytime. I know that had been said, but everyone was just expecting for him to go all the way to WrestleMania. Um, so he cashed in 2006. Then again, with RVD winning it, RVD pretty much from from the get go was like, "Yeah, I'm telling you right now, it's happening at ECW one night stand." That to me, we're mentioning it now. I went through the list. I watched every single cash in. I even watched several of the matches mm. uh, themselves and. I expect it to be like everybody and say 
Seth Rollins, WrestleMania 31, that was the best cash-in in the no, history of the WWE. It wasn't. But no, it yeah, wasn't as good. I pulled myself back into it, I don't know if anything compares to the RVD one because no. there is legitimate doubt. Yeah. When Seth Rollins came out, yes, the pop was huge. The actually happening at WrestleMania was mm. huge. But you knew he was going to win at that point. Yeah, like, look. With RVD, we did not know. No, we didn't. And RVD, while he was a big star, he wasn't a big star. He was, like, a solid upper mid-card guy. He had won the US belt. He won the tag belt. You know, we he, he was in that picture, but you never thought he'd win it. And this was his push. You know, I, I think a lot of a lot of the guys here that we're going to talk about particularly with the money in the bank it's kind of a kiss of death in some ways because a lot of misfortune happens at the same time and this was one of them um, RVD it's literally like winning the lottery right you have support yeah. groups for people exactly yeah and that's this is kind of like with watching some of these guys going through them particularly in the, actually all the way through it's kind of a hit and miss of what's going to happen but with RVD this was he was they, they put the belt on him to build this ECW brand around him Yes, he had the two belts. I remember being disgusted at the time because he still kept the spinner belt. I'm like, oh. Um, like, <laughs> Even on commentary, Joey Styles asked, "Can we get rid of the spinner belt?" Yeah, spinner belt. Like, don't get me wrong, spinner belt was great as a heel move. It's like the it's like the people's elbow. People's elbow is awesome as a heel move when you're doing it as a face. Doesn't really make a hell of a lot of sense. Same with the spinner belt. Doesn't really make a hell of a lot of sense. Um, but anyway, it was what it was. I got over. I love it. personalized belts, though. I love when Austin did it. You know, yeah, yeah I, but Austin's I think belt. They're really cool. The Rock's yeah. belt that he never used was cool. The Brahma Bull. He never yeah. used it. It was still a nice design. Um, but yeah, like it's one of those things where because of his own personal stuff, drug use and such, getting busted, it knocked him out. It killed the ECW brand dead on arrival. Like after that, and by 2006, it was pretty much finished. So that pop, but go back and watch that pop. That that the second event wasn't great. Um, I remember because it came back from Metallica. Uh, Metallica was on the same day, and obviously, it was finished at like twelve. So I got back at one in the morning. I'm like, oh, wrestling, cool. And I sat down and watched it, and just remember thinking it was unbelievable. I remember thinking the event, the event itself was kind of lacking, but that main event made up for it. The fact that um, the fact that RVD was getting his title run. Edge appearing, spearing Cena through it, and then Paul Heyman counting. So many questions, though, if that was legit. Right? You know, because you're like... But it's ECW rules. Yeah. I, I think, I think that, Heyman had done that in the past, so yeah. I think it was acceptable. Yeah, I was like, is this actually... Oh, is this kosher? Is this okay? Oh, this is okay. And, um... Yeah, that, a, that was a nice Paul Heyman reference. Was this kosher? Oh, right. Well done. <laughs> I, didn't well done. Even, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> um... Yeah, I know it was kind of like um, he was announced the ECW champion, which was also weird because you're like, we have an ECW champion now. Okay, I guess we do. <laughs> so a lot of questions from that one. Um, I think it was cool for the atmospheric effect, like yes. before the match. Yes. Uh, the only match that comes to mind, which also happened to happen at a Money in the Bank pay per view, was the CM Punk John Cena match, mm. and. I mean, again, that, these are matches that the crowds made the match. I mean, yeah. the matches themselves were very good, but Cena in RVD match trying to throw his shirt out to the crowd yeah, and the crowd kept in. throwing it back. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's, I think it's the most vulgar main event in the history of WWE. If you listen to the crowd, I'm shocked that the WWE Network didn't edit that out because they went through a phase where they were editing a lot of things out. But yeah, you want to hear some really 
naughty language. Um, <laughs> listen to that. Well, they, they really hated John Cena. Like, legit. You know, and yeah. obviously there was the If Cena Wins rewrite, which was a fun sign at the time, but it's just cringy when you see it now or anything similar to it. You're like, well, it, it was Ooh. the first time. I mean, yeah. it wasn't the first time. I'm sure it had happened before, but it was the first time that they actually focused in on the sign. Mm. And then we can call back later to the, the CM Punk match. That's one of the signs that stuck out from that match. Like, yeah. Cena wins, we riot. But, it like, was... the, the difference was this was, like, pal- palpable. Like, you actually oh, kind of yeah. believed if Cena won, there would have been a reaction. There is a moment in the match when RVD goes out into the crowd and Cena follows him after, and you see WWE security just flank Cena because mm. I wouldn't put it past some of those fans to try and stab the dude. I mean, John Cena got stabbed in real life at one point. Wow, well, forget that. Did yeah, not it was know like two thousand and like four or five. He was at a bar, right. um, and somebody like stabbed him. Uh, I could be making that up. I really hope that's true. Um, if it's not, that's let, let, us, let us know in the com- let us know in the comments below. If Dave is, yeah, if Dave I, is, I remember that. If Dave, if, if Dave is sticking up for his boy too much, trying to make us, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to create sympathy. Like Come on, sympathy. Guys. Exactly, exactly. Um, but no, you know, you know who I do feel sorry for. I feel sorry for uh, Mr. Kennedy. Mr. Kennedy had like the worst look ever with this, where he won the belt and he's like, right, I'm going to wait until WrestleMania, and then he gets injured. Edge beats him for it. And then it turns out he wasn't injured at all. And it's like, oh man, that sucks. <laughs> like, like yeah, it turns out like, if you yeah. piss off one of Triple H's friends, like Randy Orton, you can get fired from the company. Well, this, figure. well this was much later. Oh, Cena also was involved in that. Don't forget. Don't forget. Oh, Cena and Orton. Yeah. Cena and Orton. I, I, don't, I don't remember that part. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember that. But no, it was more just kind of like when he won, it was like, oh, cool. He's actually going to, you know, do this and he's going to do it at WrestleMania because this was still kind of like up until this point we hadn't seen it actually happen and the fact he said it was like okay cool uh, and then yeah he just gets booted out and Edge wins now Edge had a pretty cool cash in with um, on Taker that was when because this was of the course of like two or two two days so Edge obviously wins it cashes on Taker and then you have the um, you have the second big run but what do you think about that like that was I at the time I remember thinking when Kennedy wasn't injured I was like why don't why doesn't he have some kind of return on this it feels kind of. It was cheap. very confusing to us at the time. There were always rumors going around that he wasn't well liked in the locker room. Mm. What stands out to me the most is that because of all of that happening, we found out that Hornswoggle is Vince McMahon's son. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was you know because originally it was supposed to be Mr. Kennedy. It because was of, you know the last name, and those aren't aware Vince's middle name is Kennedy. Yeah. So they were going to do like a tie-in that was going to be a cool character. He was going to get pushed to the moon. That was his big push. And they, they just went. They just went, you know. Uh, he did have a pretty good run in TNA, though, I will say. It was kind of like the high spot of TNA for a while. Mr. Anderson. That shirt was so cool. He still had the coolest shirt in wrestling, though. That's cool. Um, he just became a character of himself, yeah. I felt, over yeah. time when he got started getting into the whole, like, you know, I'm an asshole thing. I was like, come on. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I, yeah. Um, punks, cash-ins, mixed bag. Mixed bag. Mixed bag. Um, the first one, obviously, that was when he did nothing for him. He pretty much was just a fluke champion. It's a terrible, really bad run in context. Second one, though, against Jeff Hardy. So much better. This was when he was doing the straight edge society thing or starting to lean into more of a heel. And that was a lot better. Those promos from that era against Jeff Hardy, when he was calling Jeff Hardy out for the, the uh, drugs. drug addiction stuff mm. and everything and saying I'm better than you, but it's funny because if you watch it as a wholesome viewer, 
you'd be like, why is he the bad guy? He's saying really reasonable things. He's saying yeah. things that kids should be looking up yeah, to. Yeah, it doesn't matter because it's Jeff Hardy. And that was it. And at the time, I remember thinking, Punk is right. Like, what's, yeah. what's going on, Jeff Hardy? And then a couple of years later, we would see Jeff Hardy going to jail or getting arrested for all the drugs in the world. Yeah, we saw this on the Vice documentaries when they would talk about how sometimes the real-life storylines are the greatest storylines that you can write for wrestling, but sometimes they hit a little too close to home and Mm -hmm. we see tragic results because of them. I mean, I'm thankful, honestly, that nothing seriously ever happened to Hardy to the point that we lost him because he was close. He was on the brink. Look, different times probably would have. He would have been a footnote, but luckily... Things are said. Look, look, like you know, for all the bad stuff that happened with the wellness violation and also the whole point of the wellness violation, uh, policy violation thing, that probably saved his life. The fact that exists, um, because you know, you know, even when you're watching the Dark Side of the Ring, like this week was Animal and Hawk, and that could just easily have been Jeff Hardy. Easy. Haven't had chance to watch yet. Is it good? It's, it's very good. Yeah, it's really good. All right, it's really. Good. I used. To, oh, I used to. I used to love them as a tag team because I just always loved the concept that they would get into the ring and if they really hated their opponents, they would threaten not to remove their spiked shoulders and the <laughs> opponents would be like, I'm not wrestling you. But I forgot how over they were. Oh I forgot gosh, the Road yes. Warriors were. You're like, wow, these guys were a big deal. You know, because as a kid, as a kid, everyone's kind of a big deal. And then right. when you get some sense, you're like, I don't know, you know. But going back and watching, like, yeah, these were like the real deal, and it was it was very good. But was, uh, watching it, I'm like, this could be a Jeff Hardy, you know? Yeah. Oh, Monster Mutt has chimed in. I'm glad CM Punk is back in the ring and out of my cinema. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, he's a but yeah, that movie he was in was pretty awful. Um, what was the name of it? Oh, I can't remember. It's something about their their dead in the walls or some garbage like that I don't know and and all those complaints about not being in the WWE Studios films maybe we know now why to be fair there's a really good WWE Studios movie Oculus I heard very good things that's great with Halle Berry no no no, that's um, The Call that's where she's like a emergency responder Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, oh, the call, right, 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 right. Girl, girl on the tour floor, thank you, Monster Mutt. Uh, girl on the tour floor is the name of the awful CM Punk movie, which I'm probably going to watch later because I want to see how bad it is myself. I got to see it, uh, right? Um, but no, uh, CM, Punk's, it, I got, CM Punk's kind of like the, uh, kind of more like Vince McMahon than I think he would like to admit. Yeah. He's really good at wrestling and wrestling-related things. And wants to be everything but wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. Not not great at the not great at the UFC. Over here in um California. Well, I don't live in California, I live on the East Coast, but over in California they're starting to open things up uh very slowly during this odd times that we live in. And one of the things that they said they were opening up uh was they were going to allow soft martial arts. Right. And I was like, What's a soft martial art? And then the comedian Tony Hinchcliffe uh, chimed in, I think soft martial arts would be CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's it's funny because like I I'm friends with some of the people who run the comic stuff here in Ireland because Ireland's right. tiny and you know comic books aren't really a big thing. But one I know I'm pretty good friends with one of the guys who owns one of the major stores here, and um, he's like, yeah, Punk's a nice guy. I'm like, yeah, cool, yeah, it makes sense because they're both punk rockers and stuff. But I'm just like, yeah, even then, that's when he was writing comics for Marvel and he wrote like a Hulk story, right. and I'm like, yeah, it wasn't great. 
It wasn't great. You know, no. It it was like it wasn't bad. That's the problem. It was just a Hulk story. Right. It was. It wasn't anything. You know, if it had been bad, it would have been at least something to write home about. But um, yeah. But look, apparently Punk's a nice guy in real life. But yeah, yeah, just stay on his good side. He likes you. Just stick stick to wrestling. I I love him. Like that's the thing. Like I know we're kind of riding down the guy, but at the same time. I'll sit back and I will watch, you know, I'll go on YouTube and I'll look up CM Punk's greatest moments and just listen to his promo skills. Oh, I'm not real. just talking about the pipe bomb. I'm just talking general. about his back and forth with Triple H, uh, his straight edge society back and forth with people. Mm. I mean, when you rank people on the stick, as you know, as you would say, you've got Roddy Piper, you've honestly got Dean Ambrose, mm. and you've got like CM Punk as guys that really stand out. You know, The Rock, obviously, when I'm talking. Trying, I was trying to use, uh, I was trying to use Piper and then segue it into like modern day ish guys who are just mm. really stand out above everybody else. Oh yeah, no, and once I joined in there, that the dude is super charismatic. Art. yeah, he is. Oh, like, yeah. He, he's one of the most charismatic guys ever. Um, it's just a shame that he hates wrestling. <laughs> the one thing that he's like super good at, you know, it's. It, I just don't get it. Here, apparently Universal Studios is opening up soon. Is that true or is that BS? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, honestly, it sounds terrible, but I've started just blanking out on the news. I don't. Whatever they say will happen. I'm just going to listen to this. You know, it's, I just, yeah, I don't, I, I can't bring myself to care. Look, I, and, look, and I care in terms of the human. De- don't get me wrong. I care in terms of being a human and wanting to do my part and well, all look, of that kind of things. But well, I'm just, just so inundated with well, it that I just kind of got to blank it out and focus on positive well, things like wrestling look, and distractions. I'll, look, I'll be honest with you. I was supposed to be over there next month. Too far. No, I'm sad you're not. Right. I was, I'm actually I was supposed to be in New Jersey last month, which is crazy. Right. Could have hung out. But um, yeah, it's like I it, I'm thinking back. I'm like, how are theme parks going to reopen? Like that's that doesn't make any sense. It's just like how how it's it just doesn't make sense. Like Ireland's just start reopening. We begin our first phase. But like stores, you can go in two people at a time or whatever. And this hardware stores reopen today, and there's like. You know, there apparently there was a line outside for like two hours outside hardware stores today. I'm like, okay, you know that doesn't make any sense. So try to figure that know. out. Social. Dis- I know Sweden's doing it completely differently, and per capita they have the very similar odds to the state, the rather the countries that are around them. So I don't know. I don't know. Look, not that they're a bastion for liberty, because trust me, Sweden's not a bastion for liberty. But no. it, they've taken a different approach, is what I'm saying, and it kind of seems like we just don't understand yeah and look, i'm not a scientist so i'll listen to whatever the scientists say because they're smarter they went to school for that i get that i can only you know look and say i don't know some countries are doing something some countries are doing others seems like we don't really know what's going on I, I, that, that might be more scary than anything else well there are months someone said social distance on space mountain i don't think yeah that's <laughs> i don't know how you're gonna be able to do that you know it's just like i don't know i'm just kind of like on the one hand i'm like i'm really bummed out that i'm not gonna be over there next month but also i'm like i probably wouldn't want to be over there next month so maybe next year or you know in a couple of months when yeah. things kind of die down but we're not even allowed to go over to you guys well, are you even allowed no we're not allowed we, we, we i think we banned you and then you guys ended up banning us as well. Not, so not me funny. personally, but yeah. Well, <laughs> it was you. Me one, yeah. <laughs> it was you, yeah. It's just that, yeah, no, just, there's a big sign saying no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, yeah. you're, if you're in a plane, you just see a sign in the air and the pilot's like, ah, forgot, sorry guys, we gotta turn around. Yeah, oh dear. Um, but yeah, no, it's funny actually, when you're when you're watching the no-fly the no kind of thing, um, 
the country's just kept growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. And you're just like, yeah, no one can fly anywhere, so I don't think... Stuff might reopen, but are you going to be able to go there? That's another thing. Like, we're WrestleMania. Like, people over here, they're like, as as the list was growing, like a week before WrestleMania, Ireland was put on the no-fly um, list, basically. And you're just like, oh, well, there you go. That's not happening, you know, so... Anyway, getting back to money. Yeah, in the we're bank. doing a real great job of talking about the topic. Exactly, today. exactly. <laughs> my favorite one, my favorite one of all time, for the memes alone, was Dolph Ziggler's okay. cash in. Oh, for or the he, pop alone. For the pop alone. No, the memes, because there were some great memes. One of the best one was, uh, it was the same year that the Pope abdicated. So there was one. Where, yeah, there was one because it was twenty. It was twenty twelve. I think it was twenty twelve because I was over in Rome at that point, and I'd just come home. And the Pope was abdicating. So, uh, yeah. And there was one where... Yeah, yeah it was... Uh, the, you know, it was like, oh, the, they're looking for a new Pope. And then it cuts to Dolph Ziggler with the money in the bank briefcase cashing in. <laughs> it was like, fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, look, the Pop was huge. Wasn't a great world champion. I forgot AJ Lee was his floozy for a while. And, whoa. Uh, whoa. Whoa, Whoa, she was. You can, yeah, yeah. Time out. You can knock CM Punk all that you want, <laughs> but if you dare say a thing about AJ Lee, okay, all right, we're gonna okay. have an issue. Okay, okay. Now, let me let me explain why. Since you got to digress about your little hatred for for John Cena, I like no, hold on. I, I, life, I, 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 I like AJ Lee, but like her right. and her and your man who was you with Biggie, they were they were her, they were um, Dolcigar Sluzies. They were. They were. <laughs> I hate using that word. But they were. I, I got I a like story to share, though. Go about for it, AJ Lee, if I could. I like that. Um, I like. I like that word because Hunter Golden uses it, and it always cracks me up every time. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> but no, cool story about AJ Lee, and people are gonna probably be like, "You're making this up. This isn't true." But she started her wrestling career um, essentially in New Jersey, and she was one of the wrestlers that I had the chance to see when she was just starting out. And for me, the coolest thing was that I have the, I mean, to take it for, you know, whatever the heck this is worth, I have the distinct notoriety of being the first fan to ever make a sign for AJ Lee. No way, really? Yep, she was, re- yep, she was oh, wrestling cool. for, for a uh, promotion called WSU, uh, Women's Something Something. And there might have been about 10 people in the crowd. She was just starting out. Her name was Miss April at the time, not AJ Lee. Wow, and, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I had the chance to make a sign for her. I think, oh, I think the sign said, "I miss April every month" because I thought I was clever with my pun. <laughs> so, you know, that really oh, says Lord. a lot about me, I guess. But oh, yeah, so that I've always had a connection to her. And then when I found out, oh, now she's in the WWE, and uh, she was again one of those people that she was so tiny. Mm. that I didn't think this was going to happen. Let me see if I can change my virtual background super quick. Um, there's a picture of me with AJ Lee and Shannon Moore from that event. Oh, wow, actually. that's cool. That's very yeah. cool. I know. I, I love AJ Lee. She's one of my favorite uh, wrestlers who just got screwed over by by no CM fault Punk. of her own. Well, oh. no, no, she married <laughs> CM Punk, so it's just like, okay. But no, she got screwed over purely by no fault of her own, and I wish she'd come back, but it's like, it's kind of hard <laughs> CM Punk is fighting everybody in, in the place where you want her to work so it's like yeah okay. but she I mean she took she was she was a standout standout star at that time of her life so it did not shock me once she hit the main roster mm. 
to see the success that she had. She's just such a great character. It's and a, I love how tiny she is. I have a. I she, love, I love. she is. She is really, really small. Like she's tiny. Um, tiny. One one thing that sucks though, like I think she was too early. This was when women's wrestling wasn't really a thing. Uh, such. If she had a been, hybrid, a hybrid era, right? It was, yeah. It was that weird transition layer where it was like you had Paige and um, you had Paige and AJ, but then at the same time you had Bellas. It was like, oh, you know, it was like, okay, we're not there yet. Uh, was there anything worse? This is the epitome of the Bellas being the Bellas. Was there anything worse than AJ Lee cutting her own pipe bomb, which was actually good, mm. and the Bellas they left their mics on and they just talked over it the entire time. Yeah, do you remember that? It happened remember. on an episode of Raw. Um, I was so infuriated. Question: They, they ruined the whole sector. I can't remember. Was it her and Caitlin who were in the Chickbusters? It was, wasn't it? Uh, I know she was involved with Caitlin. Yeah, no. I think she was. Caitlin, no, Caitlin, I haven't heard. That's a name I haven't heard in ages because Gary used to be obsessed with her. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, but um, yeah, I think it was. I'm not too sure. But uh, like AJ's career. It's a shame. Her and Paige had the distinction of being way too early and just missing out on the best parts of women's wrestling. Like, a couple of years later, the five years later, they would have been... We really would have seen something from the two I mean, of them. it's possible, but at the same time, I see, I love women's... Well, I'm not going to go that far, but I enjoy women's wrestling to a certain extent, but I really miss out on the valets. Uh, like yeah. the stuff that Mandy's doing with Otis right now yeah. is so much more impactful to me than the matches that she's having. Well, what I well what I would agree on that is 2017 was the first women's money in the bank, and that that that's something to know. And Camilla won. I would agree that Camilla is a much better valet than she is a wrestler. Well, can I make a correction? Yeah, actually, James Ellsworth won. Ah, initially. yes, yes. <laughs> he is his wife from history, though completely. But, if that isn't the epitome of WWE right there, yeah. the first winner of the women's money in the bank match was a guy. Yeah, well, you know, that's, I love it. It does the same thing when Harvey Whippleman won the Davis Championship. Uh, well, Santino won it, and didn't Santino, he? At one point? Santino, won, and Santino won the, the Battle Royal. The of, yeah, so yeah. just like, again, WWE, two steps forward, about six steps back. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, but, what, you know. Just doing the electric slide, that's all. <laughs> Oh god! I just like an interesting point about 2012 into like 2017. That was kind of like the dark period for this match, though. Like, because we had a lot of like we had our first failure, which first failure cash in, which was um, Damien Sando. No, Damien Sando was the first failure, wasn't he? I thought John Cena was. Oh, okay. No, it was no, it was. Yeah, it was. Sandow won in 2013. Cena won in 2012. 2012. You're right. Yeah. He did. You're right. And that, if there was ever going to be a shocker, I think that was a huge shocker. It was. Because it you're was. taking, it was, you know, it. you're taking the guy that's supposed to be at the top and is unbeatable, Big Match John. How could he possibly not cash in? Now, unfortunately, what that opened up was a lot of guys, well, not a lot, but several people to then not cash in. But because they set the precedent with such a big star big in star, the company. Yeah. Nobody could, you know, theoretically complain about it. I, I think guess. I think this did so much damage though, because this is when, like, as soon as it wasn't a lock, we had that kind of dud. Um, also, apparently James Elward is coming out of retirement, so he sounds bored. Oh, yeah. So is David Arquette. If anybody else is curious about yeah, great still, names and wrestling, he's still wrestling though. 
He still does. He's doing, yeah. He does. He does. He's in, he's in uh, House of Hardcore matches and hardcore matches. So it's like, yep. My friend saw him oh wrestle, uh, I guess, like six, seven months ago against Nick Gage. Who, if you follow oh. Deathmatch wrestling, why is he doing? You know, oh. I don't know. That's not. And fun. the match was apparently brutal. And yeah, but he's he's gaining respect among indie fans. Like, but people why? don't hate David Arquette anymore. Yeah. Why? Like, listen. No, don't roll around in thumbtacks and barbed wire and you're a millionaire. That's ridiculous. It's like, you know... I, I think it's fantastic. But it's also ridiculous. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's the whole point, you know? But look, if that's what he wants to do, took the breakup with Courtney Cox bad and he wants to go off and do deathmatch wrestling, more power to... Look, John Moxley's doing the same thing. You know, he left WWE to go roll around in thumbtacks and barbed wire in AEW, so fair enough. Fair enough. That's just apparently so, what you do. Of all the failed cash-ins, you think which which one do you think was the biggest dud? Because you had Cena, Sandow, uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin Roman. is a dud. Baron Corbin is a dud anyway. You know yes. he needs to go back to being a barman, resting like a barman. You know because that that was a good gimmick. Um, Strowman. He seems like a good dude. I've heard him in interviews, and he actually seems like he's a, a pretty nice guy, and he has legitimate fighting skills in terms of boxing and whatnot. They just use him. I don't know. Maybe we don't like him because we're not supposed to like him. No, Could it's this just be the case. It's just I don't know. Like Baron Corbin, he has one of the coolest team music. Like not not now, but his team music is actually pretty good. End of days, and then the deep six is a cool move. Yes, but that's it. Like he looked, he looked like a. Bo- he, his hairline was really bad beforehand, where it, it was just like. If it gets to that point, in general, like, dude, just shave your head. Like, seriously, like, you know, it's okay. Um, and he did it, and now he looks like a bald baby. And, you know, it's just it's weird. The guy just looks strange. He should, but to be fair, he looked better when he had the, the waistcoat on and looked like a barman. That should have been his gimmick, where he's just a barman. But That'd be cool. That would be were cool. Were there any winners? Since so were those are the, I think we're both kind of agreed that Sandow probably had... Maybe the biggest dud of a cash. Sandow had had the biggest dud because everybody was expecting him to be. Also, yeah, you make it. Uh, Monster Monster said you look. Monster said you, you make it uh, sound like rolling around the thumbtacks is just a hobby for them. Well, it kind of is. He's pretend fighting with barbed wire and thumbtacks. You know, <laughs> so it's just like okay. They're kind of pretend fighting. You should go to some of the shows that I go with. You guys are invited. You know what, Dave? <laughs> if I do go over to New Jersey, you're taking me to a death match. Show. I want to see it. Okay. I want to see it because I've never seen it, and I really want to. Uh, well, person. if it makes you feel better, the first one I ever went to, I had to sit back down in my seat because I thought I was going to throw up. But now I love it, and I cheer. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see it. I'm just like, right, let's go see the the fluorescent light tube, glass power bomb tables. Yeah. And see what happens because it that I think that's illegal here. So I want to go see it in the land of Technically, liberty. Technically, it's illegal in New Jersey as well. But one of my friends runs a promotion. Isn't it like the home? One of the biggest deathmatch ones. Yeah, is, they still do it. Is New Jersey like the home of <laughs> like, like invented? It's bizarre, but when they have the deathmatch tournaments, they sneak away to like Delaware or, oh, fair, fair <laughs> or like places that are on private property. Uh, I, I went to a deathmatch tournament. Well, it wasn't a deathmatch tournament, but I went to a deathmatch company, uh, CZW, one time, and they had their show like on private land behind a strip club. Oh wow! And the strippers would come out to like <laughs> as the valets to the ring. It was so bizarre. Oh, that's I was like seventeen too, so I didn't even want to tell my parents. Like, oh uh, yeah, that that show I just went to, my friend was really good. It was- 
God bless America. I have to say, God bless America. You, you have the best country in the world. I'm sorry. Like the freedom that to do that is amazing. <laughs> and Ireland's like, oh no, that 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 needs to be regulated by 16. It's like, no, let them go out and jump around the glass. Yeah. At that show, I saw time. somebody do a um, I saw somebody do a shooting star press off the turnbuckle while lightning was hitting, and they were trying to rush to get the show done because it was outside. So I oh, mean, just wow. good all around. Um, oh, I want to ask, who do you think was the biggest? Uh, WTF winner for you like who were you watching a match and you just went maybe it was the way the match ended maybe it was somebody you just didn't expect or maybe it was somebody, somebody that made you angry who was that for you Jack Swagger really yeah I just I never saw it um, I still don't say it Jack Swagger is one where I'm like oh that's a waste that's not gonna that's not gonna materialize even if he wins and I didn't it was very poor uh, Kane when he won that was like Okay, why? You know, it doesn't need it. Um, and but I love the fact that he cashed in the same night. Like it did. Forty nine minutes later, or it was like it that. was cool where he just like absolutely just decimated Chavo. It was like okay, you know. And for those of us that were fans of him during the Attitude Era, it made up for the fact that he only had a one day reign as the world champion, and he actually finally got to hold to the be, belt for a little fair, bit of time. Fair, I liked his run with Austin. I thought it for, it was pure. Story. Oh yeah, it was super long. There's a lot. There's a lot to love. No, I like I like the fact the way it was done. I thought it was a very clever way to for that for that to happen, you know. But yeah, it, it kind of made up for him not having a run in the attitude there. Um, who else? Well, this, yeah. it's easy for me. I mean, who who was it? Going? Last year, Brock Lesnar. He wasn't even. Oh, that, that was funny though. That was really really it was, funny. It was, it was hilarious, hilarious because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Lesnar fan. Yeah. But the outrage that it caused on Twitter that these guys had been working this match this entire time and Lesnar just runs up and wins. <laughs> but I thought it was great. Like it, it kind of makes sense. It's like, well, they were able to do it. Why not? You know, it 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 makes sense. It's 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 wrestling, right? Like again, Ellsworth won the won the ladder match. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. know, and technically Otis the uh, Otis the same way that happened. Uh, with the, the the match this year, he didn't win really win either. He just kind of caught it. <laughs> he just kind of caught it. So it's like, oh, there's so many videos and so many essays that angry little fans wrote online. <laughs> no, what order? Oh, oh it's, it's hysterical. The worst Money in the Bank match in history. The worst winner in history. You know what's great? WWE kills wrestlers. <laughs> you know what's you know what's great? Not caring about wrestling that much and just enjoying it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a better way. It watch it as a fun show that yeah. you watch and then forget about. Except if you you know, but man, being in that toxic environment, I do not miss that one bit because <laughs> it's, it's just like <laughs> if you got upset or I'm sorry, don't watch wrestling. Watch anything else um, because. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we're gonna have to for anyone listening to us here on Phoenix. We're gonna have to take our hard break. Thank you very much for listening uh, to this edition of the Wrestling Rewind. Go over to Nerd to Know Media right now and catch the rest of the show. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. Alright, so you're listening to the podcast, you're like, hey, I'm not in Ireland, how do I get in touch? Well, TuneIn has you covered. That's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio. Um, you go to TuneIn and download the app, or you can check out the live streams on nerdstonemedia.com or phoenix92.5 FM. If you want to get in contact with us, it's very easy. 
Nerdtonal Media everywhere. Nerdtonal Media on Twitter. Nerdtonal Media Instagram. Nerdtonal Media on Twitch. Nerdtonal Media at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email. Hope to hear from you soon. And we're back here on the stream. That's how you do it. Um, <laughs> the joys of having like a hard break that you have to meet all the time. So we're going to do I love it. Have you seen the show that Heartbreak just made me laugh? Because have you caught any episodes, I don't know if you have Hulu, of the show Solar Opposites by the guy that made Rick and Morty? No, I I, I think we have Hulu, but I'm too lazy to use a VPN to get it. So You got it. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, you guys got to check it out if you can, because it's Rick and Morty, but kind of different. It's, you know, it may or may not be set in the same universe. It's not quite as dark, but there's one line in it where they cut to what would be if you're watching Hulu there's different versions you can buy you can buy regular Hulu mm. like I don't know $10 a month or you can pay an extra 3 or $4 a month and get Hulu without ads and they take a hard break like in, in the show and they make a comment like they just completely break the fourth wall like consistently on it and they're like we'll be right back unless you paid for the more expensive version <laughs> of Hulu then how you doing? Yeah that's kind of what this is like it's like hey you got the full show if you just go over and download it or watch it on YouTube but um, yeah like it just is what it is guys um, what I will say is like for anyone who's upset watching this year's Money in the Bank I personally preferred the way this was done rather than watching the standard Money in the Bank match because it was something unique and you know the pop wouldn't be there it would be very very weird and it's just you know it made more sense it was something different now do I want to see it again next year no but here's the question I have for you Dave hmm would you rather have the Money in the Bank ladder match at Wrestlemania or do you like it as its own thing hmm I like the spectacle of Wrestlemania so much that I was disappointed when they moved it to the so was I. pay-per-view so was I yeah. now some of my favorite wrestling moments of all time have happened at that pay-per-view um, you had but not necessarily the Money in the Bank matches which yeah sounds kind of weird but I mean that's when you had Punk versus Cena that's when you had AJ versus Cena um, and I think for as much as you hate him it's hilarious that Cena's always in some of the best matches that we you know recollect yeah hold on hold on Cena lost more all Cena had to do was give Triple H the belt even for a day uh, that's all he had to do that's all he had to do he just had to give oh, him oh really okay okay um, can I call Booker T real quick and you want to talk Triple H beef can't talk about that Sorry, I wasn't watching. Oh, I wasn't watching. Okay. I yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> WrestleMania 19 didn't happen. You're right. Well, I didn't see it until much later, so right. it's fine. Mm-hmm. Triple H can do no wrong. No wrong. It was cool for me because when I started watching WrestleManias consistently, mm. uh, was WrestleMania 20. Right. I have seen, I think I've seen them all by mm. this point, but in terms of every year it became a thing with me and my one friend, now it's grown to a bunch of friends, would always watch them together. It was 20. So the next one is when Money in the Bank started. So yeah. it just kind of became of the pantheon that I looked forward to each year. I was the same. I remember I was working in a cinema with Gary and uh, his now fiance, and we were sitting there going, "Oh, you know, I need time." This is actually how I met Gary. We were talking about, "Oh, I need to go home um, before twelve o'clock." He's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Oh, it's WrestleMania." Like, what WrestleMania? And that's how we actually became friends because nice. you know it was that kind of thing. And it was yeah, it was the year that the Money in the Bank, uh, the sec, the one that punk, um, the one that was in Orlando, that was that was that year, and that was um, always reminded me because I remember watching it. And I just got back from 
work and I was like, oh, cool, I'll go watch this. And the first one in Orlando, right? The first one in Orlando, yeah. I think that, there was either 24 or 25, I don't feel like Googling. Yeah, it was it was one of them anyway, but I'll always remember that was it. So, yeah, Money in the Bank has a, a special place for similar reasons, because you remember it. But once it was moved to its own pay-per-view, yeah, like, it, it, fits, it fits a lot better than the throwaway shows that have, like, you know, Breaking Point or Capital Punishment or something stupid. Um, so at least it makes sense it's, it's, it's a much better kind of show to watch but yeah there's still something about Wrestlemania you know any match at that it was really kind of lost it was like you know you, you knew you had your Undertaker match and you knew you'd have your money in a bank match and now there is that kind of gap missing but they filled it in by having different things like having a lot of match or something at Wrestlemania which is just just seems to be a thing now but I like those concepts and I think Money in the Bank can stand on its own because I do have a problem with certain gimmick pay-per-views. I, I have an issue with Hell in a Cell. Yep, yep. exactly. This makes Hell no sense. Hell in a Cell, no, no sense. That no should sense. be a match that if you're in a real, true blood feud, that is the end of it. Not just, well, we have a pay-per-view coming up, so we're going to stick you all in a cell. Like That was never what the like, inception well, was. Don't get me wrong, right? The way Lockdown was done, yeah, that makes sense. Lockdown is cool, right? Because it's like, yeah, it's a cage match, right? But Hell in a Cell. about Lethal Lockdown and TNA? You know, I'm talking about the pay-per-view in general lockdown where every match is in the cage in TNA. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool. And then uh, Lethal Lockdown is when they put the roof on it. And it's like, okay, cool. Right. But the thing about Hell in a Cell is, like, yeah, as you said, it's, oh a, gosh, it, yeah. it's, a, blood, nice. it's a blood feud. Like, I hate you so much, we're going to kill each other in this match. And that's why it became, not Hell in a Cell, Match in a Cell. Yeah. You know, and it's just like... And the worst thing about Hell in a Cell is actually you can't really see the match until stuff starts happening which is why you have the big spots so it was just a standard you know spot 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 rest hold spot 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 finish it's like that's very boring and very hard to see in a cage so yeah I'm so glad they got rid of that because I hate Hell in a Cell as a as a pay-per-view it's ridiculous and redundant it makes no sense um TLC makes a bit more sense you know because you can have your your matches the chair match yeah. or the stair match which I'm glad they only did that once I mean, um, yeah, I remember those the TLC plus plus S <laughs> ridiculous. But Money to Bank, okay, you're right. Money to Bank is is a premise that stands on itself, stands by yeah. itself. Um, the Seth Rollins one, I agree, is great to watch and cash in. But if you had to pick between that or RVD, which one would you pick? Obviously, Seth holds a special place in my heart. Uh, my brother was actually at that Wrestlemania it was mm. his first real big wrestling show that he got to go to and uh, it, but nothing compares to that RVD environment and the match because it, Seth Rollins was shock value yeah. RVD there was a full storyline and an angle that went into it mm. and it was cool to see somebody actually announce in advance hey I'm cashing in on you at this time mm. in my environment get ready for it Yeah. Um, the only other time they had almost on that was Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan swore he wasn't going to cash in until Wrestlemania Mm. and then all of a sudden he just popped up and cashed it in so like okay that was like a cool little shock thing but I thought they were going to do that I thought he was going to wait till Mania and challenge for the title yeah well so what is it for you Seth or RVD I prefer RVD because it gave us a really, really good match and gave us an, an unbelievable environment. And, you know, if things had been a little bit differently, if RVD had had a bit more restraint, um, things would have been very Our different. Our flaws were different. Our flaws were different, yeah. Things would have been different, would have been very, very different. Um, so it's kind of like, at the time, I'm like, this is amazing. In hindsight, it's kind of sad because you know what comes next. 
Um, but Seth cashing in was great too. Like, for uh, we'll do it this way: from a cash in, Seth's one is the best. Yes. From a match that resulted from it, RVD is the best. I think that's probably the best way to look at it. Edge Edge's well, yeah, one for the first one is still great, but but Seth's absolute surprise is just out of this world incredible. Well, and Seth had the distinct note. You know, it's funny. There's a couple of these cash-ins that people always put at the top of their list. Um, one of them is Dolph Ziggler, which we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is Seth's. They, they just always seem to be in the top. But what people kind of forget, if you look in the context of the storyline, these guys were heels during yeah. their cash-ins, and they got huge pops. For Dolph Ziggler, it was because the fans generally just liked the dude and were happy he was finally getting his... Regardless of what would happen down the line, they were just excited he was finally getting a championship belt on, on the world title stage. And for Seth, you had a match that, honestly, very few people wanted to see. Yeah. People were angry that it was Roman. They were angry that it was Brock. We were going through a fatigue of these two constantly fighting against each other and being at the top of the mountain. And how do you save it? You send out Seth and you surprise everybody. And the show goes off on a great note. The pyro was amazing. I'm a big pyro fan. But, uh, or if you watch it on the network nowadays... Uh, Seth ran in on Brock and some mysterious other dude. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some some interesting facts, right? Um, Dean Ambrose was the second wrestler to do a same night cash-in. He held held contract for 57 minutes. That's so so his character. I love it. it. Um, Bailey was the fourth uh, wrestler to do second night cash-in. Fastest female to cash-in held a contract for one hour 25 minutes. Brock Lesnar was the first unannounced winner. Uh, held contract 57 days. <laughs> unannounced winner. <laughs> that was such a good match, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, like, and I was excited because this was the time when you had, like... Uh, oh, my God. We're talking about this like it was so long ago. This was a year ago. Less than a year ago. That's how crazy the world's been. But here's what... Um, well, I mean, the, the entrants were so great. Oh, I mean, they were? Ricochet, McIntyre, Andrade, Balor, Corbin. Um, Ali, Orton. Like, these... these that's a stacked match, but I love it. I think it, I think it made it. It made it for me. It, it was did. brilliant. Um, it's because we're trolls at heart, Derek. Oh yeah, he, heels and trolls at heart has to be <laughs> absolutely. Um, here's one for you as well, right? Um, so according to Wikipedia, John Cena, the first wrestler to not win a world championship in a cash-in, drew to winning a match by disqualification. The second wrestler to give his notice prior to cash-in. But Damien Sandow was the first wrestler to lose. Clean. There's always got to be an asterisk next to Cena. Oh, he's next to it. Um, yeah, oh, right, because you have to you have to protect him, right? Yeah. You have to exactly, have exactly. To um, yeah, so that's it, Dave. Something as well I want to talk to real quick. Uh, yeah. WWE NXT Takeover in your house is happening June seventh. Really excited to oh, see I that. I need to do some cleaning. <laughs> Oh, that's the name. The, the name. The name. Oh, okay. The, the yeah, old, the old pay per view. Uh, I love it. Your I think house. it's great. So excited. I think it's very clever. What's uh, the date on that again? June seventh. Okay, cool. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be really fun. I think they should have done the sooner. Should have WrestleMania in your house. Um, you know that, that would have made more sense. But hey, I think WWE now are starting to finally find their groove now with this and get over the whole the world is on fire and we can't do anything so yeah look, I'm looking that why Seth had his, his theme changed you couldn't burn it down it's already burning <sighs> I hate Seth's theme I'm sorry <laughs> I just that gimmick is rubbing me completely the wrong way 
Oh, that just reminded Completely. me of something from the um, the first Money in the Bank match. I thought this was the coolest thing. And mind you, I think I was like 14 or 15 at the time. So what I think was cool, whatever, it's cool. Screw y'all. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to that's gonna ingratiate myself to fans. Um, no. Um, but the, when uh, Kane was the last entrant to the first ever Money in the Bank match, mm. and because they didn't, instead of doing the pyro around the ring, the fire, what they do is they had the stage hit pyro and yeah. all the ladders on the stage went, went up fire. in flames. That was cool. I thought that was so cool. That was cool. I, mean, I love set pieces like that. WWE need to do stuff like that again. That's what's missing. It's missing that that sense of, you know, oomph, something bigger, you know. But um, Dave, I think we will call it there with our overtime. Thanks to everyone who stuck around with us. Uh, thanks to MonsterMutt93 in the chat for all the, for, um, you know, just adding to it. That was great. Um, and yeah, so Dave, is there anything you want to plug, sir, before we get out of here? Uh, if you guys didn't have a chance to check it out now, it just came out this weekend, you really should check out From the Dark. It's a little conspiracy podcast that Derek and I and um, Ian Kelly are doing. And right now it's monthly, maybe bi-weekly. We'll see how our schedules end up matching up. But it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Uh, I think it'll be cool if you guys get in on the ground episode and you definitely see an evolution over time. We got kinks to work out, just like we did here this, with the rewind but yeah. it was we got, we got into some really cool topics um and um screw you Tom DeLong. see I love Tom DeLong. that's the <laughs> problem it's just like I totally disagree I'm like okay but you know I respect it and you can listen to it I have to say it's the most epic rant I've ever heard um on the show so you can check it out um and you, you look you can say a lot of things but you can't say that we don't have free speech here uh, on on the the Nerd to Know Media Network. Um, yeah, guys, Absolutely. go over, check out all the shows. We have a lot of content coming up. Pretty much there's a show dropping on YouTube every single day. So if you're not subscribed, subscribe. Um, a lot of old content from pretty much everywhere is being dropped as well. Uh, you know, Wrestling versus Gladiatorial Combat is my favorite one, which I've remastered and re-edited. Um, some bad wrestling video game reviews are coming up. So yeah, like there's, there's, there's a bunch for everything and we'll be back next week as we always are. Here on yeah, and well, here's a quick teaser before Derek does his awesome outro. Go for it. Interrupt him. He's Go like, for it. Um, <laughs> I am looking into doing some reaction videos. I gotta make sure I do them correctly so we don't get any strikes or anything. But I found some cool matches of guys that uh, Ring of Honor have put up for free oh, on wow. their YouTube channel, including one of my favorite matches of all time, which is from Night of the Grudges Two with AJ Styles versus Paul London. So when I figure out all the uh, kinks for that one, I'm gonna do a a reaction one so you can kind of watch the match in the corner you'll hear my take on it at the oh. same time so just some interesting things we're working on the channel it's not all old content don't get that idea there's new shows dropping literally every day as well every day literally. and we're looking for supplemental content as well. i think it's just a great time get on board find personalities you like and don't forget we don't hate wrestling oh that's the main thing we love wrestling <laughs> who knew yeah. who knew not covering every week in depth would make you not hate something <laughs> it's brilliant um, but yeah guys if you haven't subscribed subscribe hit the bell all that good stuff uh, we'll be back next week join us live and there's Dave with his AJ Styles he loves AJ Styles so if you love AJ Styles subscribe if you don't he'll be sad <laughs> guys we'll see you next week I here. kept him hitting all match <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys we'll see you next week here on The Rewind bye guys bye